Storygram Network. Hosting for this podcast is generously provided by Transistor at Transistor.fm. Hi, everyone. Thank you for listening to Fresh Faces. I'm Aggie Gold, talent agent and former manager. This is my exclusive podcast about how to get your child into commercials, television, and the movies without getting ripped off. Hi, everyone, and welcome to my podcast, Fresh Faces with Aggie Gold. Today, we have a wonderful guest. Um, His name is Michael Bua. And he calls himself a stagehand, but no, that he, I mean, I'm sitting here with five pages on his resume. He is so impressive. And he came to me as a little kid. He was a former client. Michael, welcome. Thank you. Very nice to see you guys. Yeah, it's been, <laughs> it's been <great>. a while. <laughs> it's been a long time. In fact, when I met you, I mean, now you're married, you have children. You were a little yes. kid when I met you, right? That's right. We were, we were. It's a different. It was a different time back then. It was at least twenty something years ago. Oh my God, that's that's a lot. I'm doing this almost forty, so it's a yeah. long time. So anyway, Michael, what I, what I love to do because my uh, listeners love to hear about your past, how you began, how you got into what you're doing now, sure, stuff like that. So let's go all the way back to the beginning. Of course, like. Um, when did I, how did I meet you? Where did I find you? Well, um, I went to school with your daughter, Jamie, and uh, we're in high school together. And I was in high school drama, hence where I met my wife. Um, She's two years younger than me. She was in the ensemble and I was uh, in a lead of a few shows back then. And we met during the uh, South Pacific um, and other shows as well. And uh, we uh, moved up the ladder. I was the drama thespian then she became the drama thespian years later coincidental and uh, during that time I was uh, interested in the industry and interested in the business and uh, I heard you were uh, were were an agent through Fresh Faces Management and uh, I wanted to meet you I wanted to get some representation I wanted to see if I had the chops to do it and uh, we met and you sent me out quite a bit I did, huh? I think I went to see you in the show because I usually, you know, yeah. especially at the Baldwin High School, since I'm in Baldwin, yes. I used to go to all the shows. Do you remember John Brick? Of course. Yeah. Right? He was my client. Mm-hmm. So I found a lot of fabulously talented people at the high school. I mean, their shows were wonderful. And I, not to change the subject, because I want to get back sure. to it, but I see that you ran the drama program in Oceanside. I did. Um, wow. I was I was the uh, the drama teacher for school number four by the Little Red Store. Um, right. And uh, I had the fifth and sixth graders and I did uh, The Wizard of Oz, Lion King, Little Mermaid, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, yada, yada. And I not only was a director, I did the choreography, I built the sets, I, I made the kids costumes, I put their makeup on, I directed the show, I I, uh, I blocked it, I auditioned. And and then of course the siblings of the younger of this, of the students that I had, the younger siblings uh, um, came to me, and their older si- siblings came back, and they were my stagehands. They were the ones oh. working backstage, and uh, they wanted to still be a part of it, even though they were in high school. They came and and helped out with the sets and the costumes and and the and the production, and and it was a labor of love. And then, and then unfortunately, well, not unfortunately, I, I had uh, an opportunity to work on Broadway because I always was doing that, and I worked. I left. Um, 
I left teaching to do Book of Mormon. And I built the Book of Mormon. And it was, uh, I would have been a Mr. Holland's opus if I stayed in Oceanside. And I, which is not a bad thing. I would have loved it. I do miss academia and I do miss teaching. But uh, I, 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 I took, I took another path. And, uh, and it was a blessing. And I, and here I am now, 15 years later, 20 years later, after that, and, and I'm looking back, and it was a nice ride with all the shows I, I, I did on Broadway and, and yada yada TV and, and everything else. It's been fun. It's been it a fun brings, ride. It brings back a lot of memories listening to you for me because when I first started, before I became an agent or manager, manager when I was in high school, I used to use the facilities of churches and temples to put on shows with kids, and I did everything you did. It was mm -hmm. fabulous. I had so much fun. I would do that tomorrow. I was, I would even teach four year olds, you know, mm -hmm. do a little mm -hmm. acting. School. I would love, I work, I love working with the kids and, and putting shows on. So let's get back to all the auditions you went on because that's what sure. these people want to hear, especially things are so different because of COVID. Yes. You know, so. Um, well, we went on live live calls, not not the computer calls like like people are doing now, uh, doing auditions in their closets and things like that. We uh, we went into rooms and cattle calls, and we read from pieces of paper and and we did what's called a slate. And uh, we what's a uh, slate? Tell everyone a what a slate. slate is. You, you you tell your name and and your and what you look at the part you're auditioning for and and Mike Boa action and, and you and you do your wendy's commercial audition where you're reading a line and oh my look at the big bun wow look at the meat wow 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 yeah, whatever it is and 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 if they like it they like it and you you're basically looking for a callback that's the whole thing your whole point is just to get called back and you get a callback now you're in a smaller uh, a number of people and now you want to book it you gotta book it you gotta book it so that's what we do we try to make it make get the booking and it's a numbers game. The more you audition, the more possibilities for a booking. And then, you know, you actually could see a salary and and, and, it, and it pays for your travel time back and forth into the city and yada, yada. Right. Because it's a, it is, it's a labor of love. It's also, you know, it, it's uh it's feast of famine. Um, the business yeah. is tough, you know, okay. but, uh, but, it, but, it, but it's a, it's a, it's, it was a, it's a beautiful ride. And uh, if you could do it and have the tenacity to do it, I highly recommend it. It's well yeah. worth the ride. You know, in this business, which people don't realize, there's no middle. It's either you're way up there because you booked yeah. it or you're way down there because you didn't. Right. Right. You know, there's nothing in between. And if you can't handle the rejection, how, how did you handle that? Well, I, I, I had good mentors that told me that, you know, you know, so many people were like, I need to be taller. I need to have more hair. I need to have blue eyes. I need to have this. I need to be skinnier. I need to be heavier. I need to. Be... And the best thing is to be you. Find out your. Your, your weaknesses are your strengths. It's part of your character. Harness your, your character, who you are, and then it'll come through in an audition because that's maybe what they're looking for. Right. And if you augment or derail from who you are, you might miss the opportunity of, of, just, of just being you. And that's my best advice. Yeah, that's very good advice. And, and as long as you realize that it's not personal when you don't get a job it right. really had to do with the fact that you didn't have enough hair or you, you weren't blue-eyed or whatever not tall you know? enough yeah exactly or you look it, like it, the director's nephew who we hated so you can forget exactly. that job <laughs> exactly and and another thing is when you go to audition even when you're going to grab a soda at the machine or going to the bathroom you never know who you're bumping into and you never so be nice to everybody it's nice to be important 
But it's more important to be nice because you might bump into someone who's actually going to be auditioning you, which I did. And thank God I was nice to the person and they remembered me because tell I me, helped them. Tell me, tell me that story. Well, we were in the bathroom and 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 his the, the paper got jammed and I fixed it for him and I handed it to him. And it was the same man that I was about to audition for. And I didn't even know it because I went into the room 10 minutes later and I smiled at him. Aww, <laughs> so, did you get so, the role? I, I I think we did, and it was the it was the uh, the what we did was, was a print job for Topps basketball cards, where I played a hot dog vendor, and Reggie Miller did a slam dunk above me, and it was in all the Hermans. I still have it. It's in my it's in the, wow. the attic of my parents' house. It's a little dilapidated, but it's still there, and uh, it was one of the big first things I did. It was a little yeah. print job, but but it was it was uh, I remember the bagels, and I remember the three hour shoot. And uh, and the paycheck was not bad. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, so did you have any bad experiences? I hate oh, to say well, bad, you, but. Well, you, you, you do deal with people who are pretentious and people who uh, think they're, they're something they're not. And, and, and as I got older, you get thick skin, more thick skin, and, and you laugh. You laugh, you smile, you you move on, and you be you because you can't let it bother you. You can't yeah. don't, when people are rude to you, don't be rude back. In fact, fight, fight it with kindness, and that's the best advice I can yeah. give you. Yeah, you know. It's in true. fact, I, I was just talking to a friend of mine yesterday about that, and and maybe because I've just gotten older and mm-hmm. I, I look at things differently. Sure. But when somebody says something to you. God knows what's going on in their family or in their life. Exactly. Exactly. You know, you so know you look at crisis. it that way, you Correct. know, like, I'm sorry that you're having a lousy day. You know, don't That's take right. it out on me, but there's right. nothing you could say. You know, you just go on and sorry, you know. Yes. And you get more bees with honey, you know, and, and, and that's the best advice. It was something I was thinking about when you were saying that originally, you know, things were different. You went and you met casting directors in person, mm-hmm. even though these Zoom auditions now, there's nothing like meeting a casting director That's and right. getting them to to have a dialogue with you mm-hmm. and to, right. to, to feel who you are. Because if you're not right for this role, but you did a good job, they'll call you back with with uh, the Zooming. I think they see you do the role and that's it. They don't really know who you are. So I think you were an advantage then to meet people. Well, there's definitely being in theater. There's definitely something more intimate when you're live, when you're in person, when you could literally smell the actors, you could smell the room. You could, you could experience what they're experiencing on stage. And, and, and it's like a mirror to society. And when you're in a room with another human being, it's, 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 a, human, it's a human interaction. Yeah. It's different with this portal because, you know, my voices might be slightly distorted or my, 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 my face or my lighting or this or whatnot. So it, 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 it's just a, a little taste or a snippet of, of me. But right. when you're in person, you know, people are not going to remember what you say or what you do. They, they're going to remember how you make them feel. Right. That's very exactly. important. And they remember they remember something different. And I remember I, I, I used to get a, a, have auditions. And if I wanted a, a callback, I, I used to leave a little card. OK. And I, and I went to the corner store and they had they sold rings, a dollar ring or whatever. And I said, now it's your turn to give me a ring. And I gave them a ring. <laughs> something silly. Just to make, make them remember me. 
because yeah. you know, or or my I I made my headshot and resume picture. I I did it. You know, it's eight and a half by eleven. I did it by twelve. I made it stick out a little bit. You know what I mean? I put on a different color piece of paper, or I, I made my print picture a little darker, or my 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 name was bigger. It did something just to make me remember me because you yeah. know we're a diamond dog. There's a stack of you get a stack of pictures and and they're going like this and oh look at this guy who's this so yeah you know, not Mikey B you know not Mikey wannabe you know <laughs> well that remind you were talking about what you did with your headshots and yes. that reminds me in those days I would have to mail headshots mm -hmm. to casting directors from specific for specific roles that I wanted my clients seen for and I knew they would be sitting there with hundreds of headshots so I always sent them in clear envelopes so they didn't even have to open it they just looked That's at smart. the picture That's and smart. this way because I know half the time they didn't open them by the end of the day they were like throwing them out you know you're mm -hmm. sitting there with 400 headshots so I did little things that would you know try to get the casting director to see them better yes now it's 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 a whole big, a whole different thing. Um, do you, so, okay. How did you put yourself into what you're doing now? How did that progress? How did that um, Well, uh, it, it was a matter of circumstance. Uh, uh, as a, an actor, uh, starving artist, stagehand, uh, you know, was always uh, what I did in college as I learned the technical end of, of theater and, and drama and, and, and everything else. And uh, I was, waiting tables, I was bartending, I was selling meat out of a truck, I was selling speakers out of a van, I was a teacher, and uh, it presented itself to me uh, as, as a job. I was working at Nassau Coliseum and Jones Beach Theater at the time and building shows and bringing them in and out, and stage handing was, was just that. And as I started to get more gigs in the city, in TV, at NBC and ABC, whatever, I started to learn more about things like unions and and how to get a union card and and uh how to get be vested and and uh made it I, I turned the job into a career and uh here i am 25 30 years later still trying to figure out what my path is and uh going back to covid the epiphany my wife and i had was the how fast the time went you know she was she, we were changing the oldest Diapers 17 years ago, he's going to college now. And, and the four-year-old that I have, we're changing his diapers. And, and uh, I'm spending more time with the youngest than I did the oldest and, and, and yada, yada. So we're realizing that it's a balance. Uh, and, um, but that's how I got, I got in uh, on the techie end of it because of the financing. Because, uh, you know, you, you work as, a, as an actor. You work, you redo your resume, and you're, you're, you're unemployed. Work, unemployed. And that's the game, you know. And it is the same thing as a stagehand, you know. You're only as good as your last cue. You know, they, they could make an announcement and say the show's closing. You know, we, we, and then that's it. So you worked all these months and you had a year or, or six months on Broadway or whatever. And then they tell you they're going to pull the plug and, and that's it. And then you got to play the game of chess and figure out where your next move, where you're going to go next, what's the next show, if you're going to stay with theater or you're going to go do something else. But, uh, you know, it, it's cyclical. Um, shows come and go. And uh, there's, there is work. There's work out there. So you just navigate what's best for you. And again, what's best for your family, what's best for your lifestyle. You know, it's easier I, when you're single. Yeah. 
everything is easier when you're single. <laughs> right. 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 And that's and how and I started. I started that as, as a single person. And, 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 yeah. and, and once uh, that, that's how my navigation helped that's what navigated me and made yeah. the making decisions and as i'm getting older i'm starting to learn the word no you know i used to say yes to everything i was the yes man yes i'll be there at 6 a.m yes yes i'll be there tomorrow 9 a.m yes oh i double booked oh, oh okay uh what's i gotta call i'm sorry i i i'll be there for the out not the in and yada yada, yada. and now i'm at the point where i'm like no I, I can't make it in the back of my head is because i'm taking my son to fly a kite Right. Good for you. Going to the beach or I'm going to yeah. I'm going to go get pizza with my son, you know, <laughs> and and, and, it, and it's liberating. It's, uh, it, you know, that was that's the beauty. That's the beauty of, of, of being able to do that. But, uh, you know, sometimes you can't you have to say yes all the time. You got to be that person to try yeah. to get your foot in the door. And uh, so, be it. you know, I used to tell my clients, whatever they ask you, say yes, even if you can't. Right, you know, if right. you can't do sure. it, you roller skate absolutely yes. better than on a yes. roller skate in your life. You know, right. you'll you learn. told me that. You <laughs> told me that. I remember that. Yes, and I and I, I remember. I said everything you said. I was the parrot. I was yes, yes, I, and, yeah. I, and it worked. You know, we we yeah. booked some things. We did. Yeah. We did what we needed. But I got older, and I I was basically your oldest client. And you and I remember that sad day. You were like, Michael, I have to let you go because. You're almost thirty now. No, whatever, twenty. <laughs> and you know, you 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 deal with children. <laughs> I was okay. a very very old child. <laughs> so I, I stayed with you as long as I could, and then I I, I took my own road, and uh, and I, I may have taken the road less taken, but it was well worth it. Did you go on auditions alone, or did were your parents involved in that? No, I went alone. I I I, I a lot of it was alone, um, and I still an occasion do it and I, I haven't done it in a while but I, I i auditioned for some some shows and things like that uh which i i played uh maybe about seven eight years ago i did uh, uh i never cried so i cried so, so, cry at weddings uh sweet charity i did it at a church uh in, oh, cool. in uh, yeah it was just a good a, fr a friend of a friend was uh playing the piano with my friend paul johnson and uh and he needed an extra player so i auditioned and i got kissed and it was fun and it was a you know it, it was a time commitment and, and a lot of times i had some uh conflicts but we made it work and we put the show on and it was uh, it was it reminded me of what i why i started in the first place because it's a labor of love you yeah. know and you're never too old and you're never too young and if you ever want to get back to it you know now you're bringing more experience to the plate and you can go back to it and you just yeah. brush up your shakespeare get your monologues in order or your songs and just do it mm -hmm. and go to audition yeah. you know and and, and yeah and it'll, and the old feelings and the old experiences come back and you and you surprise yourself because yeah. you're your worst critic that's what happens you become your worst critic and you gotta stop that just go with the flow and just enjoy enjoy what you're doing and if you we do that the best are your children interested in show business at all? Yes, in fact, uh, in fact, the, my eldest uh, have worked backstage uh, in their high school plays and and done and and do more of the artwork. My 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 daughter does the she does um, 
a lot of her uh, sets and and costuming and, and things like that as well. And uh, and my my youngest, my four year old, is already starting to talk like a, an English person. He he's he's like you're a naughty naughty bird, and and he's mimicking everything he sees on Coca Melon and on all these cool oh. TV shows, and he cracks me up. And who knows, you know, maybe <laughs> maybe he'll, we'll put him on an audition and he'll surprise us all. But uh, you have a four-year-old. You have a four-year-old and a college I have, student. I have a four-year-old, and I have well, one in college, one in diapers coming out of diapers. Soon, oh, hopefully. Soon. I know, I know. <laughs> soon, soon, we're at that stage where we're, we're working on it. We're working yeah. on it. It's almost there. He's at pre-K, right? Well, pre-pre-K right now, right. getting him acclimated for for academia, and uh, he comes home at two thirty. So we miss him. So at this time now that he's not here, we miss, but. It's so yeah. It's okay. <laughs> okay, let's talk about some um and horror stories. <laughs> you got any horror stories for me? Well, in college, uh, I remember uh, I I did uh, I was one of the Dromeos in Comedy of Errors, and it was a Shakespearean play uh, where I had a very ornate outfit and an ornate ring, and we're doing this uh, soliloquy and monologue, dialogue back and forth, and I had a monologue and I was supposed to leave. So I'm talking and I'm very flamboyant and I'm, uh, I'm uh, basically projecting and yada, do my part. And my ring got caught in my scene partner's brazier you know, and, and I couldn't leave. So I'm like, and so what we looked at each other and, I, and I'm pulling, she's coming back. So finally, I, I just, what did I do? I redid my monologue. I started from the beginning, blah, 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 and so I went, went through the whole thing again and more exaggerated. Audiences laughing, cracking, they finally figure it out. And then, whoosh, whoa, and then we continued the scene and it was, <laughs> but it was horrifying. I didn't know what to do. We were looking at like, what do I do? What do I do? What do I do? What do I do? I gotta stay in character. Gotta stay in the piece. Gotta stay in the piece. Stay in character. Stay in the piece. But well, that you? was her horror story. <laughs> but it was mine too, because <laughs> I, I'm stuck to, you know, that was pretty bad. We've we've had I've had shows. Um, I've worked on shows like working on Beautiful, the Carol King story, where um, automation failed us. You know, the button, the the God button wouldn't stop, so things were still moving when they weren't supposed to, and that's very dangerous. That's that's terrifying because as job as a stagehand is not only just handing someone a prop or, or receiving it and storing it and tracking it, but it's also to make sure that the actors are safe because in the, this new world of of backstage. Uh, Broadway and and, show, and and theater, everything's automated. So, you know, you have pallets that are moving, okay, and you have walls that are moving. And if you're in the wrong place at the wrong time, you could you can get hurt or, 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 or killed. So uh, it's, a, it's a whole or, or, or choreographed dance backstage between that and the, the, the dressers and the wig people. And, and you got to be the right place at the right time. And it's all different departments. And it's like the way I explain it to people is like if you take a, a stone and put it into a pond, it affects all the lily pads. And each lily pad is a department. So you got to just put it in just right. Otherwise, it's like a domino effect. So we had one time when the automation failed and, and it was a scary time. And thank God nobody got hurt. Um, but uh, other than that, we, we, it, funny things happened, you know, and, and sometimes those moments on stage when when something unexpected happens, it be, makes it so organic because now you're on your guard. You, it's it's you're not just regurgitating a line that you said maybe, you know, 300 times or however long the show 
has been on Broadway or whatever. But now something different's happening, something organic. So things happen on stage when something happens that's not supposed to. And, and, it, and it makes it interesting. It makes it for all of us and, and how we how we react. Acting is reacting. I, I've had I've had great celebrities. I've had celebrities that were definitely uh, you know kicked the microphone because they were upset with the sound who, or things who, like that. Who um, we need to know who? I don't want to. I don't want to. Oh come on! No one. Know, we won't tell anyone. I because I, I, I like him. I, I like his music and I like what it was. But he did have a he did he he did this on the Today Show and he did have a hissy fit and it was not 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 a not a thing. Um, but I who shouldn't say his name. Come on, George George Michael. It was he had a little, oh. had a little yeah. It was uh it was on the it was five a.m. Maybe he didn't have enough coffee. Maybe something happened at home, like you said, right. or with the family, whatever. But he had a bad moment. But then I had like Danny DeVito uh, backstage of American Airlines. You know, I met him. He comes running out to me and he goes, "Mike, you're you're the stage. Can I get a sawzall? I want to cut my desk in my dressing room. Like a sawzall." <laughs> take care of it. Went, and I went in, I got the measurement, but he comes out, this little guy, and he's, yeah. I want a sawzall, I want to cut him. And the funny part is that when the show ended, that we did there, um, the the uh, the wardrobe people made me try on a pair of shoes that he had, and they fit, because oh. and, and, and I actually got a pair of his shoes, beautiful pair of shoes, much. Oh, yeah? Which, uh, <laughs> shows, you, shows you how tall I am, too. So anyway, <laughs> it... it, it, it <laughs> So I said, that's, that's big shoes to fill, you know, but I, but I, okay. But cool. anyway, so you meet good people. You meet, meet people that are very humble. I remember Dustin Hoffman came in and bought everybody bagels one day. Aww. Oh, and then of course, you know, I worked on Martha Stewart. I worked on the Martha Stewart show and I had a wonderful relationship with Martha. People have had horror stories with her and it's, it, it wasn't her. It was her people that people walked on eggshells, but I was the one that probably the only one that was allowed to say, that say, no, we can't do this. But the people are like, what do you mean? We want to do this. I said, because it's not safe. We can't get the chain motor in time. If people are in traffic, we can't get the wooden order. We can't, I can't fly this at two, at two o'clock today because we, we it's not going to happen. You, 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 it's fantasy land, you know? And, then, and all the people are like, what do you mean? It's Martha Stewart. What are you talking about? So, but, you know, it's, but I had a nice relationship with her. She used to make me eggs. I built her gazebos. We did, we did a wonderful time. <laughs> I was up at her house, you know, so, uh, we, you know, and she's, and she's really cool. She likes Snoop Dogg. Snoop Dogg's a good friend of hers too. It, 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 so you meet all different types of people and all different parts of their career and, 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 and some, some wonderful and some, you know, not so wonderful. I don't yeah. like to say anything bad about anybody because I like know. you said, it's an isolated incident and it could have been misconstrued or whatever moment. And it could, it could not have been directed towards me or, or my crew. Right. It could have been because of something else prior, just initially. So it, it is, it is what it is, but horror yeah. stories. Thank God I haven't had anything horrible like happen in my career. Otherwise, you know, there, I mean, I've, I've heard, you know, we've, we've lost some people along the way uh, in our, in my business, the people who got hurt and uh, throughout my career. And, uh, but unfortunately, fortunately I wasn't there when it happened, but I, I maybe if I was, I, it wouldn't have happened. I would have, wow. you know, we could have avoided it, but, but, you know, because what we do is dangerous. You know, we climb high heights. We have a lot of weight in the air and there's a lot of rigging. There's a lot of, um, we play with electricity in the rain. You know, we do a lot of things that you know we we know we're not supposed to be doing but it happens because the show must go on unless you have COVID yeah you know? yeah 
So that's yeah. so fascinating. I really had no idea that um, being a stagehand it involves so much responsibility. It does. You know? it does. I mean, it's, you uh, really these actors should be grateful for you, and they are. And 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 it, that was what I started to get. Um, addicted to is is being backstage as a prop person as a prop master with the actors because you're a part of the show whether you're being seen or not you know their prop that they're handing they're dealing with on stage then gets brought, given to me and i'm there in this in the dark or stage left or stage right and i'm receiving it when i received the, the blood squib for Ed les mis or 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 i had to receive the oars stage right and then reset everything and and then the candlesticks and 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 the stuff at hamilton and things we did and and dealing with fire and pyro and squibs and and all these wonderful things you're part of the razzmatazz you're part of the show and and whether you're seen or not whether your name is in in the lights or or not it, it it becomes a more a labor of love and we're, we're our family you know because when you're doing eight shows a week and you're only off on mondays to do laundry and take a nap um you know it, 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 it's it's an academic ride and it's a it's an athletic uh olympic you know we're doing a marathon every day uh and uh, every week yeah. uh and especially with beautiful it was six seven years we started in san francisco and then at the stephen sondheim eight shows a week and and uh you know it's Carol King, eight shows a week. And I love Carol King. I love Tapestry. Um, if I hear you got a friend on the radio sometimes, <laughs> you know, because I, it's a great, great song, you know, but when you do it eight shows a week, it, you know, it, 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 you're hearing my version of it. It comes Groundhog Day sometimes, but you make it, you make it a special, you know, because the show is always different every night. You know, and a lot of our cues are done to music. So you, so you're doing the songs to music. So I still hear Les Mis music or or Book of Mormon songs or or uh, Carol King songs, and I and I'm like, oh, I'm going up the stairs now. Oh, I'm I'm handing this person this, and I'm picking the music up here. You know, <laughs> and I'm like, what am I doing? I was like, but it's it's because it's there. It's like a Beatles song. <laughs> you know, so you're driving, you hear these music, you hear the things, and you're like, you zone out, and you're like, wait, this is what I'm supposed to be doing. Oh, wait a minute, I'm in my car. What am I? <laughs> That's what happens. So, yeah. uh, but that's the beauty of it. That's that's what happens backstage, which you don't hear or see. And um, it's some. It's sometimes it's uh, sometimes you're the dog. Sometimes you're the hydrant. You know, now with all like I love to watch the uh, award shows, and mm -hmm. everyone, a lot of people now are thanking the people backstage, which yes. they never did. Yes. You know, which is really thank their agents and they thank the crew and they just I, and all these people need thanks because really Absolutely. the show would not go on if it wasn't for them. It's true. There would we're be the no show. The, that's right. That's right. You know? And uh, we're the ones in the trenches. We're the ones that are making it happen and and uh, keeping the show alive and and maintaining it. We get work calls. We got to fix things and maintain things and make sure things are safe and and painting calls and gluing calls and and. You know, sometimes sometimes I'm, I'm doing needle and thread. Or I'm working a sewing machine. Or I'm fixing curtains. Or or we're doing we're in Greece and we're dropping chain motors. And, you know. You know, I remember I had to cut feathers little yellow feathers that went into the meat grinder, okay, for Tenardier's uh, uh, set during during the sausage scene uh, at Les Miserables, okay, because when he puts the bird into the meat thing and the, and the feathers go, whoosh, okay. So I had to cut 
a whole bag of feathers, a specific cut. So that was my gig. It was cutting the feathers. <laughs> I remember it. I remember on the Today Show. The Today Show, we uh, we had a gig, and we had a, a huge uh, right in Rock Center. We, they built we built this big greenhouse that uh, National Geographic had all these uh, plants, and they they let go about ten thousand butterflies, and it was a big display, and it was a nice little shot they did. But we had to dismantle it. We had to take it down. But before, unbeknownst to the producers, before we had to take it down, we had to collect butterflies. <laughs> So here we are on double secret overtime in in lot of evening collecting butterflies, putting them in envelopes. Wow! <laughs> and I remember us looking at each other and going, "Hey, yeah. I'm getting paid for this. The dirty job. Somebody's got to do it. Right? So exactly. We're the ones doing this, and of course it started to rain, and and, and then and we had so what what could have been a four hour out turned into an eight ten hour out, and it is what, what it is. What was your favorite show to work on? Um, I like Book of Mormon. I liked it. It was, it was uh, 176 prop cues. It was a busy show. Um, it, 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 when it first came out, we were like doing things that were so crazy and zany and, and we didn't know how the audience was going to react. And, and uh, it was just really great. You know, we, we, we had, a, it was a lot of fun. Um, and Les Mis I enjoyed too. Um, but unfortunately, you know, Les Mis after, after a few weeks and months and almost a year, you know, it, it, it's all about people dying at the end. We're waiting for people to die for me to go home. So, so, was, so you know, that's the show. It was a dark show. Beautiful was a happy show. It was the 50s, 60s, and 70s music, and, and that was fun. And, and it was just a really great theater. It was the Henry Miller Theater that were converted into the Stephen Sondheim. So we were very blessed to have a brand-new theater, brand-new bathrooms, not the Schubert houses. You know, we, 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 we were spoiled a little bit. Um, it was a nice ride. To have that show there and we had a, we had a good cast we had a great crew and a good house crew as well and uh it was, it was fun yeah. so i had some i had, I had some nice times there i, I always liked working for roundabout and american airlines theater was my place and um we did you know there were limited engagements so every every uh every month or two we did a new show cherry orchard and and yada 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 everyone yeah. everyone is special and different you know, kind of, let me ask you something. When you go from show to show, do you or is there like an, an audition process? Not an audition, but being a stagehand. As a stagehand, um, I mean, well, do you, 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 you go to the union. Do they send you, you to the they, show? Yes. Or? Well, there is a union hall, and you do get sent out on a gig. So, uh, any of the, these new kids that come in and they say, "How you do it?" I said, "The best thing to get involved in a show, a Broadway show, is get on a loadout, and you load out the show. The loadout is your audition." They see how hard you work. They see how you work, how you react to all the people in the cast. Wait, and a loadout. What is that? A loadout. Mean? Well, for example, um, you got companies going to be closing soon, okay? Or you got uh, Come From Away is going to be closing soon. And um, Paradise Square just announced they're closing. So when the show closes, that last show on Sunday, guess what? That Monday is a loadout. So you learn the trinity of every theater. You learn the head carpenter, head electrician, head prop person. And you go there, you knock on the door, you meet the door person. So that way you know how to get into the building. Okay. So they know you, Hey, Bob, Hey, hey is Jimmy in? Oh, Jimmy. Hi, I know you're going to load out. Can I get on your loadout? That, so that's how you do it on your own shaping a call. Otherwise you go to the union hall. And if there's work, they send you out and there's a pecking order and things like that. But you could do things yourself. You go and you get some moxie and you knock on the door, you get a business card or whatever, and you, and you drop a number or they know you and they, they get you on the list yeah. and they say, yeah, come in for the loadout. You get on the loadout, you do your 
audition, you meet the people that are the key players for that show and who are probably going to stay with the house because there are pink guys, pink contract guys that do the, the show. When the show goes, they go. And then there are house guys. They stay with the house for the next show. So you, you do nice, nice. You hobnob with the house guys and you find out who, what the next show is going to be. And then you get on the load in. Now you're in the load and now you try to one day turns into a week, a week turns into a month and you find out who's got the spots. Okay. Who's going to be the two prop guys in the show. And then you try to get a sub job. So you're subbing their spot because they're going to need a day off and you want to learn their track. So that's, you know, trade secrets. So you learn their track and you, and they call you Mike, I, I'm taking off to go to do this. I'm going, and I'm going away. And would you like to cover my ship? Sure. And, and that's, it. and now, now that's how I did it on book of moment. I was, I became, uh, 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 it's what, as actors, they called swings for us for it. We're called subs and we sub in as a stage hand and you sub a show, unless you get a spot. And then they say, you know, you're the spot. And now you are sign a contract and you're now you're, you're confirmed your eight shows a week, which is the golden handcuffs in a, in a sense, because you're there eight shows a week, got to be there. And it's very hard to get a sub because you got to play mother may I with the producers and everything. They're going to make sure they're okay. Cause the responsibility is a multi-million dollar show a week. So you're not just yeah. going to bring anyone off the street to possibly hurt somebody, you know, or, yeah. or for the show to stop or yada, yada. So you're of course on a probationary period that your addition is that whole thing until it comes, you become that person. That's how a, that works. Yeah. I have a feeling that there's going to be a lot of young guys and, and women or whoever people <laughs> that are going to be knocking on stage doors this week trying to get yeah. into these stage Well, it, it's easier said than done. You know what I mean? It, you know, <laughs> the, the, those doormen are very good at what they do. And, uh, you know, they, yeah. they, and, and, you know, it's hard to get into the building, you know, but, but you, you, you um, it's, it can be done. And, uh, but, you know, they, they know immediately if you have a union card or not and who you are and who you're related right. to and yada, yada. But the point of the matter is, you know, they're not just going to bring anybody off the street to do a show. You, you definitely right. have to be a seasoned stagehand. And, and of course, to work a Broadway show, you have to have a union card. And yes. and your name gets around, you know, you know, yeah. you know, they know your show. They know where you've been. They know your show, they know who you, what, how you work. And, now you're working at Jones Beach. Is that what you're doing? I do Jones. My 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 gig right now is Jones Beach Theater. Um, I also work at UBS Arena mm -hmm. and Nassau Coliseum, which uh, unfortunately we, we're still waiting on a contract. So not a lot of shows are there as, as of late. Um, but I also um, work on Rachel Ray and that's been dark for the summer. And when the show goes, we build the set back in because we put the show into the set into storage. It's go it's the old Martha Stewart's uh, set uh, stage. So it's down at Chelsea studios on 26th street where Tyra was. And of course where Wendy Williams was, um, was but I was like? there. What was she She's like? very nice. Very nice. Yeah. Uh, nothing bad to say. She's very nice. And Rachel Ray, very nice. Martha Stewart, you know, you know, I, I, as today's show, the Today Show was a, a three or four hour live show every day. So that was that's like basically SNL every day, you know, and I have worked on SNL and it's, it's skits and things like that. And we we set up, we built the prop guys. We get a, I, I used to get a card, a credit card, and I got sent out to get Kango hats or stethoscopes or I had to go get, uh, you know, all these. I had to go to a cinema world to get ex examining tables and things like that. And I'm, I'm there with the skis sticking out of the cab and coming back and getting everything ready for the show show whatever and it's 17 we have 17 little segments or whatever and then for the live show they cut it down to like 10 or 12 or whatever okay. and it goes live michael this has been a fabulous interview i can't wait for it to go out there because you you have added so much 
information and and you're, you're so interesting and we just got a whole different aspect of a stagehand i mean it's a very important huge job well th thank you aggie for for putting the seed planting the seed at a young age and 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 doing what you do best by by nurturing uh my my passion for the entertainment industry and uh, all the coaching and all the mentoring you did for me. Um, Thank you. I couldn't be where I am today without you. Thank you for listening to Fresh Faces with me, Aggie Gold. Storygram Network.